0: Gentlemen,
1: uh, let's get ready to, get, get, get ready, get ready,
2: ready to Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 19th episode of Slime Time Side Quest, an official Dragon's den podcast. This is Platinum Three, and this
0: is Yangus the Legendary Bandit. And tonight, we have a great evening for all things sports-related. Truly, this will be an event that no one will forget anytime soon.
2: Um, you said it there, Yangus. You know, I really do appreciate you being a good sport and agreeing to do this episode with me.
0: Yes, indeed, Mr. Platy M3. Our stage is set for a gargantuan episode of SideQuest. One that will keep us pleasantly pleased and prosperous Post-production. What? Angus, what the hell are you going on about? As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host is feeling a frightfully furious tension. No doubt he is geared and greatly going to be entranced by tonight's torrent of tenacity.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, but... Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Are you trying to sound like Howard Cassell?
0: Yeah, I, I, I figured it would you know, help us get in the mood for the episode, you know, doing sports and stuff. You know, you know, we have some sort of back and forth, man, like Muhammad Ali and Canelo, head, you know, just trying to try and set the mood, you know.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, well, let's try that again, <clears throat> man, Yangus. You try
0: and sound all big and cool, but let's see you get in the ring and see how you do. I will do you one. Better, my eager, eccentric, and energetic friend. We will compete in a multitude of marvelous sporting, sportacular events. Oh.
2: Angus, does this mean what I think it is? We're doing an episode on sports?
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay, okay. I promise I won't do that voice the whole time. But yes, Platty, we are indeed doing a sports themed episode tonight. Yes! Woohoo! Yes, indeed. Woohoo. So, ladies and gentlemen, all of our fine listeners, tonight is sports night here at Slime Time Sidequest, and we have a real cast of characters joining us to talk about a few of our favorite sports related video games.
2: Joining us tonight in the red corner, we have our Tecmo Bowl professional, Pendy! Yay! In our black and blue corner, we have our hooked-on hockey friend, Drippy Slime Star.
3: Hello! <laughs>
2: and ranting about umpires, perhaps, we've got Matt Craft!
0: Ah. All right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play ball! All right, Platty, I see you have a question to ask us all right here at the beginning.
2: Do you want to kick things off for us? I will, I will. Before we get to our uh, digital... Memories. Uh, let, let's talk about kind of a uh, real life stuff. Do any of us either play or watch sports regularly? Hendy, I'm going to start with you. What do you What do you play? What do you watch? What do you follow?
4: So I don't really play much of anything anymore, but uh, I do follow Notre Dame college football regularly. Uh, two of my uncles actually went there, and my family's very Irish. <laughs> and uh, New York Giants NFL football. Actually, two of my recent uh, football trips, including visit. To uh, included uh, visiting some Slime Time hosts. Uh, I finally got to see my first New York Giants home game two seasons ago, and I got to hang out with Liam Land when I was there. Um, I've lived all over and out of the country, and up until that point, I had always seen the Giants only in other places around the country, Phoenix, Kansas City, Houston, etc., including the failed attempt to see them in Minneapolis the year that their roof collapsed before the game started. So, of course, that canceled that thing, that trip. Uh, but uh, my and also my trip to Orlando a couple of years ago to see my dad included seeing uh, Notre Dame win a bowl game there and a chance for my wife and I to meet Platy for the first time. Yeah. Um, I'm also uh, a bit of a uh, half-assed Yankees fan. As I don't follow follow them that much, or baseball in general, but I do like going to live baseball games of any
3: type. Uh, when Drippy, I
2: live, in- we're going to interrupt you here because Drippy, aren't all Yankees fans half-assed?
3: <laughs> yeah, for the most part, depends on how they're yep. doing that year. They're either rebuilding or they're going to win the World Series. So yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Sorry, Pandy, uh, go ahead. No, it's fine. So
4: uh, when I was, uh, baseball games in South Korea in particular, uh, when I used to live there, those are absolutely a blast. I lived there for three years, went to a bunch of games. There's a local team near me. Uh, Basically, South Korean baseball, uh, when you go to a live game, is karaoke baseball. Uh, You'll have a large section of the the crowd that will sing uh, songs that are about the team and songs that are about all the different players when they are up to bat. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not really a, a fan of any particular hockey team, but I do love going to live games especially the minor league games, as they tend to have the most fights. Uh, one of the best games I ever went to was in my hometown of Syracuse, New York, watching the Syracuse Crunch play a local, uh, local rival from Binghamton, New York, who's only about a couple hours away, so we had a lot of rival fans as well that were there. I, that particular game, I've never seen so many fights on the ice <laughs> in my life, and still haven't to this day. It was so bad, like people were getting so so riled up about it that even people in the crowds are getting into the fights and security <laughs> <had to expect. laughs> fantastic that's, people are going nuts uh when it comes to basketball i pay attention to college hoops a little bit with uh syracuse uh but mainly i'm just in it for march madness and doing my yearly uh, family bracket pool that i do every year uh, with my family
2: but that's uh, that's where i'm at with boys. all right so our next biggest fan we're going to go to is yangus
0: okay So I am admittedly not a huge sports guy, but I do like to watch a few different teams. Um, Normally, you know, I'll try and watch uh, what football season is going on. I'll try and watch the Minnesota Vikings when they play. And my biggest concern is if we beat the Packers, if we do, it'll be a good season. Regardless, if we lose to the Packers, it's all just gone terribly, terribly wrong. (laughs) Um, for, uh, For hockey, I'm a fan of the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I actually inherited a Blackhawks jacket from my dad when I was a kid after he had uh, passed away. So have a bit of attachment to them. Mm-hmm. I try and watch them when I can. Uh, otherwise I usually will try and watch like the super bowl or whenever one of the Iowa college teams ends up going to, you know, whether they're on TV or if they end up going to something like the Rose bowl or something, you know, at the end of the season, I try and catch that. I don't really have a particular favorite for the Iowa teams. I usually will root for the Hawkeyes. if They're playing or the Cyclones. I'm, you know, it's, it's your, I know your home states. So you're going to root for whichever team's are playing that day. But, um, Otherwise, like, sport-wise, I'd love to go and see um, an Iowa Hawkeye game at some point uh, in person at the stadium now that, you know, COVID stuff's getting over with, and, you know, that's kind of going back to normal, and they're letting people back in the stadiums and whatnot. Uh, Otherwise, though, the only real sports thing that I've done is I like to play golf. I do enjoy that. I don't really like watching golf on TV, but I enjoy playing it every now and then, so... That is my sports shtick
1: for you. All right. Matt Craft, what about you? Well, uh, I'm not much of a sports guy myself, honestly. But I do follow college ball a little bit. I always root for the Yellow Jackets. And <clears throat> I actually had a chance to see the Final Four back in 05 at Reeves Arena when they were playing there. So...
2: Nice.
3: Eh. All right. And, uh my uh arch rival here drippy go ahead yeah so uh, i'm from new hampshire uh so i'm definitely a a red Sox and bruins guy because when you're in new england you've got plenty of things to do but you also have nothing to do at the same time so i watch (laughs) the red Sox in the summer and the bruins in the winter Uh, i hate patriots fans just as much as the rest of the country (laughs) now that Brady is gone the team is irrelevant and everybody acts like they never watched patriots it it was the most annoying 20 years ever um (laughs) We actually used to have a, well, we have a minor league baseball team in New Hampshire. It's, uh, the Fishercats, uh, New Hampshire Fisher Cats. They're the Blue Jays double A team. And, uh, we used to have the Los Angeles Kings minor league team, uh, hockey team. They were the AHL. So the level below the NHL, and then they got demoted, I guess, down to the ECHL. And that's because they were maybe pulling in about 50 fans a game. Uh, so we no longer have a, a hockey team or minor league hockey team, but, uh, I try to go to at least one game every year for the Red Sox or Bruins. I went to Fenway uh, last Sunday, the 11th um, for my first game in two years because the world was on fire. Um, I tend to associate Red Sox games uh, or Red Sox seasons, like with life events. Like I try to remember like who was on the team in this year. So uh, 2013, I met my wife um, and they won the World Series. And in 2018, uh, we got married and they won the World Series. So I just had a child this year. So I'm really hoping that they win the World Series. Um, but yeah, I I try to, you know, watch at least every single game at least of the Bruins. The Red Sox, you know, I can kind of put on the background. But, uh, yeah, def- definitely a-, a New England sports fan up here. Nice. All right. I, and you
4: said you're from uh, New Hampshire. Are you a UNH uh, hockey fan? Because I know they're... they're no,
3: college. so, I, yeah, it's huge. I mean, because, um, yeah, they do, like, the bean pot and stuff like that. So, all these, like, uh, mm-hmm. New England um, things. But, no, I've never actually been to... I've been to UNH, but I've never actually been to a UNH game. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I know... They're huge in the city. Nice.
2: Well, uh, much like uh, my arch rival there, Trippy, um, I'm a local person. I grew up around the Tampa Bay area on the west coast of Florida. Uh, and my grandparents were season ticket holders from the, with the Buccaneers from 1976. When they got a team, grandparents bought four tickets. They were about six rows up. On the fifty, I mean, it wasn't hard back then to get good seats. And growing up, I mean, I would go two, three, four games every year with them because there was always there was just them, and they'd bring a cousin, me or my cousin, um, or my dad and somebody else. So went to lots of Bucks games as a kid. The year after they won their first Super Bowl back in uh, two thousand two, my uncle called and he had inherited the tickets from my grandfather, and he's like, he called my dad and me, and he's like, hey man, I got three kids in college right now. I can't afford to keep these tickets. Do you guys want to buy them off me for the next few years? So we did. I think my dad and I bought them for four years. We sat in the end zone and then my name came up on the list. So I've had my own seats for about 15, 16 years now. Um, Love my Buccaneers Uh, married my wife from originally from Boston. So she's been a big Brady and Patriots fan her whole life. So like this year, was the culmination of our marriage. Like, ta-da, we're both huge Bucks fans for a year, finally. And, of course, they won the Super Bowl. Um, I've had a blast watching the, uh, as Drippy likes to call them, the salary cap loophole lightning.
4: Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit.
2: <laughs> uh, play? Bastards. Uh, we... <laughs> Two Stanley Cups cup here in ten months. Cap. Oh, man, I wish I had an I'm $18 million or the of cap attention. shirt. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I logged on to see that note in the uh, Google Doc, and I just cracked up. (laughs) Now, I will say, the Lightning and the Rays, there's way too many freaking games for me to follow, like, every regular season game. When you're playing 162 or 82 games a year, I'm like, man, I was raised on football. That's 16 games once a week. That's all you got to pay attention to. But I will... uh, I will watch all their playoff games and, uh, you know, here and there, if it's on the background, that's good. So I do love some good World Cup soccer games and the Olympics. I, I really I, I like the games that are important. I feel like every football game is important because, my goodness, you lose one or two. It could be the end of the world. And uh, but, geez, in a 162 game season, you get swept, whatever you're in the playoffs the next week. Whoopty to
3: dip. <laughs> yeah, you're a good but, Tampa Bay fan. You remember that they're around when the playoffs roll around. Uh, exactly. Other than, other than that, you don't remember there's a team there.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. I get, so, I get, I got my Google updates. I, I constantly follow where they are in the standings,
0: so I know if I need to watch the playoffs or not. And then, <laughs> and then so plenty. I have to ask, just because we're talking about all these Florida teams, why is it you hate the Gators so much?
2: Oh, well, apparently my memory is mistaken, and I was corrected on this about eight or ten years ago. Um, I grew up loving FSU. And I'm a big FSU fan, but they've been crap for, like, six years now, so whatever. I didn't even mention them here. But I've always been a big FSU fan, and it was my uncle. My my dad's got a younger brother by, like, 10, 12 years. So growing up, he was only, like, 10, 15 years older than me, so he it wasn't a huge age difference. It wasn't, like, 30 years, like me and my dad or something. So I was like, oh, man, that's my cool uncle, my Uncle Pete. And he was always a big FSU fan. And I thought he had gone there. He talked about it all the time. Find out like 10 years ago. No, he never went there. He was at like Ringling Art Museum getting his design career and whatever. Oh. But um, now he's he's worked for newspapers in Tampa for years, like 30 years now. And he's been in so many Bucks Players houses and got memorabilia from him because he's done all these graphics and photo shoots with him. I'm like, oh, man. But also, growing up, the Buccaneers were the color of Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> they were that lovely uh, light orange. And that being a cool wee little thing. lass, I never, you know, sometimes I turn on the TV on Saturday and see Tennessee playing and, like, look, Mommy, look, Daddy, the Bucks are playing on Saturday. Cool. Uh-huh. So, growing up watching Tennessee, thinking they were the Bucks, they play the Gators, don't like the Gators. And with an uncle that was a huge FSU fan, hated the Gators. It all just kind of my dad went to a college with no football team. So (laughs) same with my mom. So it was like, you know, I had no family except my cool uncle right here who go FSU. And when I was in high school and really starting to watch sports more, FSU won a couple uh, national championships. They had some good players. Charlie Ward was awesome. Went on to play for the Knicks, of all things. Um, But yeah, screw the Gators. (laughs) <laughs> hearing you say oh you know you just root for whoever the hell you say no no you don't <laughs> you can it's perfectly fine if you do i have no problem with the fans and actually i lived in gainesville for four years lovely city screw that football team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right view- all right listeners if you ever want to send platy a gift just make sure to send him anything gators related he will absolutely oh. love it
2: See, that's the wrong shade of orange. It's just the wrong shade of orange. <laughs> Maybe that's it too. It was like you know, the wrong. It wasn't it's Bucks the of wrong orange. orange. It's the wrong <laughs> orange, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but all right, let, let's actually get to talking about uh, some video games because uh, that's what we mainly do here on SideQuest. Not always, but you know, for the most part, <laughs> unless we're talking uh, Star Trek. But Pendy, we'll start Snore. with you. Go ahead. Sn- You're going to talk about a game that uh, I I talked about almost a year ago, but you're much more the expert on it, and you proved that on December 26th of 2020 to me uh, multiple times. So go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be talking about Tecmo Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl. Boy, oh boy. Tecmo Super Bowl. You know, this is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, it's a game that came out for the NES in 1991, but I'm actually going to stop my, my uh, facts about the game right there. Uh, as you mentioned, Claddy you pretty much went into great te- detail on this game during side quest number three called NES Memories. Uh, for me, I just want to put in my perspective and, and I just want to gush about my love for the game and my personal memories about it. Uh, when I was growing up, the uh, focal point for our neighborhood social circle uh, was a house down the street from me. Lisa and Nick's house. Uh, Lisa was my age and Nick was closer to my little brother's age. Uh, We had a lot of neighborhood kids that would hang out there uh, outside and inside the house playing basketball or playing soccer, or playing video games. Uh, they had an NES and a PC when I was when we were growing up and we would go there. we game all the time whenever we hung out there. Uh, one of our favorites uh, among all the kids was actually Tecmo Super Bowl. So the neighborhood kids would gather to play this game uh, and we would play this all the time. Uh, playing this game against each other was so much fun. Uh, the best out of all of us was actually myself and Lisa. Uh, I was a New York Giants specialist with the likes of QB Phil Sims, wide receiver Baker, the touchdown maker, and the best linebacker to ever play the game, a uh, a very coked-up Lawrence Taylor. (laughs) 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 Now, when I say coke, I do not mean the soda. (laughs) Uh, But uh, Lisa, she would usually pick the Buffalo Bills. She was a big Bills fan, and uh, that was another team in the game that had great passing, running and defense. It just so happens that when Tecmo Super Bowl came out, that's when the Bills and the Giants were really good. So it worked out that way since I was a big Giants fan. She's a big Bills fan. Uh, I'd also play this game obsessively at home by myself as well. Uh, like you mentioned in the NES Memories episode, uh, I like to run up the stats. That was fun during the course of a season. I would pick multiple teams in a season and see what I could do with their best players. Uh, sometimes I could run up the score on the CPU, get into the 70s or even the 80s with the scores. Uh, touchdown. Oh, no scoring touchdowns. To. To be honest, I'm actually kind of sad that pro gaming didn't really exist back then. Um, I'm not I'm not kidding when I say that I probably could have gone pro with this game. I mean, I'm decent with other games, but I just happen to have a, a knack for this one. I have crushed many a new friend as I've moved around during my time being in the military. I've been in the military 20 years now. Um, I raised
2: my phone. digital hand right there. I, I have been <laughs> crushed by Pendy. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your I, hand if
0: you've been crushed by Pindy.
2: It's <laughs> a
4: support group. We, we, we got you covered. Right, uh, thanks, I man. even I even got banned from playing in a particular group of friends at my first military base because I, would, I just wouldn't lose to anybody. They, they just got <laughs> sick of me. Said, nope, we're not anymore. <laughs> you're, you're, you're out. I like, no pendants, clay. No. Playing in-person tournaments for this game has been great. Uh, they have them all over the country. I first learned of them right before I moved to South Korea and got to participate one. Uh, got to participate in one in Phoenix, Arizona. I didn't get very far in that one, but I, uh, it was a learning experience. I learned the basic setup of how the tournament works with Tecmo Super Bowl and how to make sure you're prepared to play with almost any team in the game against each other. Uh, after I moved to South Korea, I lucked out, and there just happened to be a group of Americans that lived there that would come together in Seoul every year and have a tournament. Uh, one of the guys was married to a Korean local woman, and he owned a uh, one of those uh, nerdy board game cafes, and that's where we would set up the tournament. Uh, the two years I got to participate, I won. So that's why it's a joke. Uh, if you're If you ever see me in Facebook, my Facebook description reads as a two time running All Korea Super Tech Mobile champion. So, uh, sadly, I haven't had a chance to do any other tournaments yet. Uh, a COVID lockdown happened shortly after I moved back from South Korea, and now I'm deployed in uh, Saudi Arabia for a while. But hopefully I'll find something when I get back. Maybe uh, I'm not too far away from D.C. I think they do a tournament up there, so I have to check that out. Though, so, uh, as Fadi mentioned, uh, we did recently get to play each other when I went down to one of my subsequent subsequent uh, trips to Florida, and I'm closer to there where my dad lives now. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So <laughs> yeah, that's my experience with Techno Super Bowl. love that game.
2: It, it's it's great. Um, I know uh, what is it Matt? you were talking about all the different mods you were looking at at um, when you played or you were looking to refresh your memory with a couple games. And I just remember going online before that NES episode last year and like found a website with like 300 different mods for Techno oh Super my. Bowl. like yeah oh, they're, 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 it, it,
1: there's just so many. Yeah, there's there like was the one Super for like Metroid,
2: every year. So. Yep, there there's one for like every year of the NFL, and people had gone and just modded in college teams. Um, it doesn't take much. You know, he changed like three colors because that's about all the uh, colors the NES uh, players had on them. You, you, you change a helmet, you color, you change this. It wasn't hard to change the details. And I guess just typing in a different name and typing in different stats were okay. But I mean, each of those must take a long time to, you got like 10 different stats or five different stats for each player and 40 players on a team and all these different teams. So a, a lot of people put a lot of time into that. So I played a bunch of different ones. They were they were quite fun. And I mean, all just identical gameplay so that was great but yeah, um uh, like i just oh, what did you say penny i was just gonna say and like you said before
4: in that previous episode like there's that uh, place that does the uh every you know every year's roster mm. so if you wanted to play the with the super bowl champions tampa bay from last year you can now mm. they have that roster out there with tom brady so you can play tom brady on the bucks on Tecmo Super Bowl. So that's just a weird concept to me. <laughs>
0: and I don't
2: know if they still do, but they were printing repo carts every year, too. Yeah. And I that think game on it. They are. I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of the big
4: sites to kind of, I think, to get into those and then to see what kind of tournaments were going on was I think it's just org, And that site was down for a while, but I noticed it's back up, which is great. Oh, that's is like, it? Yeah, I, I just went there the other day. I saw it's back up. And that's like the best place to find out about online tournaments, which I never got into. But also they have a they would have a board where you could see all the different live tournaments that were going on. And that's how I found out about a lot of them, including the Korean one. So yeah, it's a good source of information for all things Tecmo Bowl, if you ever
2: yeah. uh, want to get into <laughs> i signed up for one either or in tampa or orlando they were going to have one one time they're like hey join the list i did and they never had one mm-hmm. And that was like two years before uh-huh. but i mean that might have been when the website shut down but yeah this website was not there last september when we got ready i but i had looked at this for years so mm-hmm. that's great that somebody took it back up so
0: oh yeah do they have silly mods too, like big head mode and other crazy stuff like that
2: i don't know mm-hmm. but i'm I, I would bet that, bet money they do. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, out of three hundred, they were not all roster mods. I know I was reading some different things. I don't know if they had big head, but yeah, there's different ones on there too. Everybody's Mickey Mouse. I'm sure that's crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's the it's the Disney mod. Either plays the Mickey Mouse's <laughs> the Donald Ducks.
2: <laughs> well, you guys set me. Thank you, Genghis, for the perfect setup. Because if we're talking big head mode, uh, th- there's a game that had some big head modes. And Matt Craft, why don't you? Uh, Talk about NBA Jam, Madcraft. I'd love to talk
0: about it right now.
3: He actually just said in the chat. He had to hop up for a second. Oh, okay. So in that but case, we'll cut that <laughs> I cut nothing. Trippy, since
0: I <laughs> since I
2: had mentioned NBA, let's go to you because you had an NBA game you want to talk about. That
3: that good sounds day. good to good me. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to talk about uh, NBA Street V3, which everybody that saw this episode and thought, ooh, boo, sports, I'm not going to listen to that. This game is actually an RPG. Um, So, I started playing this game when I was in my, like, mid-teens. I lived uh, a couple streets down the road from my cousin who really got me into sports. Um, So I didn't really, like, follow basketball at this point, but I knew who the big players were and stuff like that. This was back when, like, Yao Ming and, like, uh, Kevin Garnett was still in the Timberwolves and stuff like that. LeBron James just come in um, so a long time ago. I think it was like 2004, 2005, or whatever. Um, but I I played it on the GameCube because that was my um, you know my console at the time. And this version actually included, of course, exclusively uh, Mario, Luigi, and Peach. Um, yes, plays well.
4: <laughs> so so I say yes. Yeah,
3: so it, it, it's weird. Their their physics are really weird compared to the other players. But so uh-huh. I. I say this as an RPG because there's a, a career mode, I say in quotes, where you you create a character, you choose your character type, you know, a guy that is good at shooting, a guy that is good at dunking, blocks, and stuff like that. And you play um, uh, 10 weeks, so basically 70 games or whatever. Oh, you play a day and a night, so I guess 140 total. And after every game, you get... Um, I think they're called like street points or whatever, but basically they're currency that you use to level up your stats, but you can also use it to get into the really like amazing customization for, I mean, a GameCube game. I mean, it was also on the PS2 and likely the original Xbox, but I mean, you could, part of the career mode was you had your own court and you could customize everything from, you know, the setting, like where it was, the backdrops, the buildings behind it, um, you know, all the way down to like the types of, lines and the colors of the lines you could get really in depth with this um and it wasn't like just basically a basketball game i mean like obviously you know this is the third game in uh, a series so you know there were crazy tricks and stuff like that you got you got guys jumping like 20 feet in the air doing like triple backflips and dunking on it and you know uh game breakers was uh, a big thing where you just basically rack up a, a bunch of uh trick points and stuff like that and uh you can do you know a shot that'll always go in or do a dunk that scores you like four points that you know makes somebody lose a point it's just a really fun arcade game i think it obviously is based off of nba jam it's a three on three um but yeah i mean you could just unlock so many things you could unlock um historical players and stuff like that and jerseys it just the funnest thing. I can always go back to it and play a season. Nice. So did just, uh, like, Mario... Did they have their own team, Mario? And Yeah, so you could... Act- yeah, so there wasn't just a career mode. You could actually, like, play... Um, you know, you could use, like, NBA teams. But, yeah, so... <laughs> I can't. I can't remember what they're called, but and there's actually a Nintendo court. Like there's like a big mushroom <laughs> on the side and stuff like that, and there's sound effects and stuff like that. So when you like, um, you know, get like a dunk or like a, a three point shot, like it gets like the um, the power up sound and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, it's just really fun. I I never really used them, but they were definitely. You know, it's definitely. In addition, that if you were to, you know, if you were to choose which system play on, I would definitely uh, recommend the GameCube one just for like that added, you know, awesomeness. Mm -hmm.
2: Nice, nice. All right. And uh, we'll we'll stay with the NBA here. Matt Craft, you are back and uh, you want to talk about the original awesome NBA game? Oh,
1: Lord. Okay. (sighs) So. Believe it or not, NBA Jam. Back in the day, I know y'all have heard of this and remember the boom shakalaka that was just like on the TV. I played this in the arcades when I was a kid. We had this giant machine up at the bowling alley. And, God, I played it all the time when I was up there. Couldn't bowl for crap, but I could certainly dunk a ball. The main thing that strikes me today is even though I rented it once or twice when I was a kid putting on the Genesis and all that, popped a copy on my phone, hooked my, I meant paired my controller up. It was just as easy to play NBA Jam just as as it was back in the day. I haven't had a chance to play any of the remakes or revamps that's came out, but the original is just as solid. And like someone alluded to earlier, there are, I guess there's hundreds of hacks for this game. And if you check ROM hacking, they just released a new one <clears throat> where you can play as the Hulk. And I mean like Jeez. Thor Ragnarok Hulk. So you're just going through and bam, you're ba- you're breaking that freaking backboard doing the boom shakalaka. There is nothing like doing that except for getting the smash when you're beating the crap out of someone in Earthbound with Ness's with Nets gutsy bat. The other thing I've got for you guys is a little known title called Mutant League Football. Originally released on the older systems, it was a basic football game like Temco, Super Bowl, and everything else, except there was something really different about it. It starred mutants, meaning like mu- skeletons, orcs, freaking what do you call it? The, the aliens from Alien. It was crazy. With wild and over-the-top sprite work and a surprisingly solid metagame, probably the best thing that I remember from it was something that I saw in a Let's Play, and it was Hairpuss being wiped to the floor by Buttneck, resulting in a three-yard loss. Fun fact, there is a hockey version, and there was an animated TV series based on it that lasted two seasons. You can't find it anywhere. I looked. There's like a few really crappy previews on YouTube, but that is it. And that's it for me. All right. Let me uh, get
2: Yangus on here. We'll have him talk about his uh, first one, and then I'll round up our first
0: half. Yeah, so just for something funny that's in the notes, when I was checking earlier and getting everything set up, I noticed that... (laughs) <laughs> well, I guess Platy decided to change the notes around again because I'm no longer listed as Yangus, I am now listed as Yang uh, Yangusio.
2: Not me, by the way.
0: <laughs> well somebody There's a serious joker profile. out there. Yeah. But um yeah, so what Platy did do though is that he had put for my thing uh Mario <laughs> Sports Game One and Mario Sports Game Two and underneath <laughs> the explanation portion it just said stuff. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty darn funny. But um
2: I knew you would talk about a lot of stuff. I was just giving you the opening. All <laughs> right, well thank you,
0: Platty. I knew you're looking out for me. Yeah, <laughs> um, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um for my first game I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about uh, Mario Superstar Baseball uh, for the Nintendo GameCube. I believe it came out in two thousand four, two thousand five. I didn't check the exact release year, but uh, this is a game that was released kinda halfway through the GameCube's life, getting a little towards the end. And it featured a wide selection of Mario characters to play as in, you guessed it, baseball. Uh, you have 12 different captains, which include, you know, the usual characters you find, like Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Bowser. And you have about 20 other characters that you can choose, such as, um, you know, Toad, Shy Guy. You can even play as a Goomba and a Paragoomba. And funny enough the game was even like we're not really sure how they're able to use bats and hold gloves but you know what just roll with it it's (laughs) fun so even they even the creators knew you know what we're just picking these guys it's silly but you know what it just just go with it and have fun um you also had a few unlockable characters you could get uh like the monty mole which was cool to see that as a first-time appearance playable Uh, Hammer Brothers, Um, you had Toadette, you had Dixie Kong, which that was one of the first times that she'd been back in years for anything Nintendo related, so that was cool. Um, But you then had four different types of characters you could pick. Uh, You had your balance characters, which would be like Mario, Luigi. Uh, You had technique characters, so like Princess Peach, uh, Daisy. You had speed characters, which would be Yoshi, like Baby Mario, Baby Luigi. And you had your power characters, which would be your big guys like Bowser or Petey Piranha. Or Wario. Uh, you had six different stadiums you could choose, which would range from, you know, more of a standard course or standard baseball field like Mario Stadium. Uh, you had ones that had like fun little gimmicks to them, like uh, Princess Peach's Castle would have these big musical blocks. Where if you've ever played uh, Mario Three, you've seen those where you can bounce along on them. Basically, if you hit them with the ball, the ball will bounce a little higher for you too. Possibly even getting you a home run if it hits it just right. Uh, um, you also had the Toy Field Stadium, which was up. It was more of a mini game that you would go to. Like you would pick uh, four different characters. You know, you play it with multiple people and by yourself. And depending on what you hit, you would get a different score. And your your goal was to try and have the highest score by the end of the of uh, however many innings you set. So you had a little bit of variety if you wanted to play more of a traditional game or you wanted to have some, you know, kind of more fun with your uh, buddies or by yourself, whatever uh for single player content this game actually had quite a bit to uh, choose from so you have a bunch of mini games you can play either um in the single player content itself or you know with friends you had um a full single player adventure mode where you would pick uh, between one of five captains with a six one being an unlockable one and depending on who you picked Uh, Your starting team would be different, and you would just have to travel around this overworld to the different baseball stadiums, try and recruit different characters. You could be able to complete challenges to strengthen your characters. It's sort of RPG-esque, I suppose. wasn't any, like, stat gains or you know, experience points or anything like that, but you were able to, if you, you know, you did well enough when uh, going against the captains of the other teams. And if you managed to recruit the captain, you pretty much recruit that entire team, just, you know, right there on the spot. Cause you'd have different challenges depending on where you went. Um, let's see. Uh, lastly, uh, there are a lot of, like I said, with the challenges, there are also star challenges, which you can complete when playing the single player mode. And I believe you can also do them in multiplayer as well. I don't hundred percent remember. It's been a while since I've checked that one, but, um, with the Star Challenges, it was stuff like, uh, you know, if with a certain character, you want to try and get a no-hitter game. You want to try and steal as many bases as possible, like a certain amount. Uh, you want to body check any characters to stop them and, you know, get them out. You know, different uh, different things you can do. It's a and, Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, pretty much it was this was a game that I was actually pretty excited for, even though I'm not super big into uh, watching baseball. I've always enjoyed uh, like baseball movies. I played it a little bit as when I was in elementary school. So this was a Mario game scene that come out where it's like, oh, you know, that's a you know, it seems like a fun idea. And I had a lot of fun with this in uh, late elementary and, and junior high and high school with buddies. We would just pick different teams of characters, try different courses. And it was, you know, it's always fun to see, too, like what sort of uh team name combination you get depending on who you pick because like and platy you'll appreciate this one like if you picked waluigi as your team captain for example Mm -hmm. you could end up as like um the waluigi eggplants which would (laughs) which was always a funny name to get or you had like uh the luigi um oh gosh what was luigi's it's like the luigi cleaners and it was like a picture of like the poltergust from uh, luigi's mansion so you know you had cool little like nods to other um nintendo stuff as well and other games these characters have been in So, yeah, that's pretty much it for Mario Superstar Baseball. It was a lot of fun if you can try and find it on the GameCube. And if you have a Wii that can play GameCube games, you know, check it out if you
3: can. It's a lot of fun. So I actually was looking for a copy after I read your notes today because that sounds so awesome, like what you just described. And just the fact that it has a single player like adventure mode. Mm hmm. Makes me really want to get it. Like, so, like, what, what did you? I mean, was it basically just go around trying to recruit everybody, or was there like, you know, an end to it? Um, yeah, there. Yeah, there's an end to it.
0: So, yeah. um, what it is is you pick between the five captains. It's, um, if I remember right, it's Mario, Peach, Wario, Donkey Kong, and Yoshi, and they all have their own teams. Uh, you, the the intro cinematic kind of explains it a little bit what the whole deal is. Like everybody's gotten these mysterious invitations for this big. Um, baseball tournament and you find out that surprise, they were sent by Bowser, which I, I guess Bowser secretly always loved baseball. And just wanted really wanted everybody to play it, but um, <laughs> yeah. So like your goal is to try and go around, you know, beat the other teams recruit as many people as you can. And then eventually, you know, you find out like Bowser was the one that sent this out. Oh man, he's got, you know, he's probably got some sort of evil plan. We got to go stop him. But then it's like, Oh, surprise. Bowser just, you know, wanted to play, you know, he just, he just wanted to see who could be the best and, you know, go up against him and his team of well-trained minions.
3: So cool. is that kind of the point of recruiting characters to try to, you know, because, like, you can only have so many people on your team, is it, like, to get the best players? Because, I mean, you mentioned there's different types and stuff like that, is it? yep It's basically just to beat Bowser with, like, you know, whoever the best is? Yep, basically um, you're just trying to find, like, a team that,
0: you know, works well for you or what you're yep. going for. Like, um I always, enjoy, like, the nice thing is, too, when you pick a character... Uh, or pick a captain, you know, they'll have a set team when you always start up their little adventure mode route. So, like yeah. if you pick Mario, for example, you'll always start out with, uh, you know, Mario, you'll have Luigi. Uh, you'll have uh, three Piantas from uh, Super Mario Sunshine. You also have three Nokis from Super Mario Sunshine. And you also have Mounty Mole. And that's one of the things is that every time you beat a character's um, adventure mode story, that will unlock one of the six unlockable characters for you. So each character has one of the or each team captain, excuse me, has one of the six unlockable characters on their particular route. So you just need to beat the gotcha. game with that with that team captain. And then, you know, you'll unlock those characters then. God, I gotta get a copy of this. That sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and what is fun, too, is that if you um like, say if you pit you unlock the hammer brother, like, you don't have to just only use, like, the singular Hammer Brother. Like, you can also pick variations of a uh, particular species of characters. So, like, if you, say, pick the Hammer Brother, you could still pick him two more times. But the other two times, it would be the uh, Boomerang Brother and the Fire Bro. Nice. And the, the nice thing is, too, is that you can also choose those ones individually. So, you know, if you, like, in particular, I always like using the Red Dry Bones because he would get, like, this, like, char like, um, almost like his skeleton was charred. And he would have, <laughs> you know, look a little I would always pick him in particular and yeah, then I would, cool. you know, move on and pick somebody else. But the, my, if I was playing with somebody else with one of my buddies, they could still pick one of the other versions of Dry Bones then. So
3: yeah.
0: it, it, it's a fun game. I, I got a lot of hours out of it. It's got actually a really cool uh, main menu theme. And honestly, it's fun just to turn the game on and have that in the background because <laughs> it, make, it makes you feel like you're at a baseball team because it uses, um, you know, that. Oh, uh, what am I thinking of? Like, oh, what's the instrument usually here at the ballparks? Where they play the dun 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 dun, dun. Yeah. like an organ. Da,
1: da, 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 da. Charge. Charge!
0: Yeah, but yeah, they use an organ for like the main theme. It's it's actually pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this is a Mario spinoff game that's a lot of fun, and I've enjoyed sharing it with people over the years. So you know what? If you know interest you, for me just describing it, I would definitely recommend trying to track down a copy, Drippy. It's a
3: lot of fun. Yeah, um, I, I will look for one. That sounds awesome.
0: Nice. All
2: right. Well, I will uh, get going with uh, my first game because when we started talking about doing this, I was like, you know, there's a, there's actually a few different RPGs because I like to stay on my brand. There's a couple different RPGs I want to try. And one that I'd heard people talk about a couple times on podcasts in the past was something called uh, Legend of the River King. I'd heard people say, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a good fishing RPG. They made a few of them. Most of them didn't come out in the United States, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, well, let me see which ones did. And Legend of the River King came out in Game Boy Color, loaded it up, tried it for about an hour never once could reel in a freaking fish i could get them to bite i could like set the hook and then it was gone like i i looked up online i was watching like let's plays of this it's a freaking game boy color game like how how hard can it be just to at least catch a fish nope I, i just couldn't figure it out there was some button combination or rolling of the buttons or button tap, I just couldn't ever reel that dumb thing in. So, quickly bounced off that to uh, the DS title called River King Mystic Valley. And I did put about three or four hours into it, got derailed when I went on vacation, Uh, but it was much easier to catch. It did have, you know, it, it feels like a JRPG. You start, and, like, something happens to your sister. She gets put into a deep sleep coma, and you've got to catch, like, the River King fish, who supposedly has, like, the cure to wake her up. Um, and what I found hilarious is the saving feature in the game is there's somebody who's like, oh, I'll stay with your sister, you go fishing, that's fine. And you talk to them like, you know what? Your sister would probably like to hear your voice. Maybe she can hear you deep in her coma. Why don't you go talk to her? So you sit down and you talk to her, and that's how you save their progress of the game. Oh, so wow. I thought it was funny that it had a little meta reason for sitting and talking to someone in a coma. I was like, okay. But... Um, it's got a bunch of different areas I, I made it through one two three I think want oh, like the fourth area and you find a little monster in each area and you can level your monster up by feeding it the fish that you gain um, so you're not just gaining currency to buy better bait better rods better whatever you can just keep feeding your fish or feeding your monster these fish they grow up I named what my first guy I um, was a slime and by the time i leveled him up he was able to break the log that was blocking my way to the next river and then at the next river i got a little guy i named him yangus actually and then (laughs) by the time i got him to level three he was able to do something which then opened the path to the next area and the next one was blue so i named it blue star and Sure enough, you know, leveling that one up enough got me into the fourth area, and and I kind of fell off right there. I will tell you, the fishing is so much easier. You get that bait anywhere near the little shadow fish in the river, and super easy to um, get them on the hook pretty quickly. And since it's a DS game, uh, probably an early DS game, they really want you to use that touchpad. You're drawing circles on the bottom screen to reel in. Like, that's your reel. And... You've got to yank it one way sometimes, yank it the other if the fish starts going one way or the other. Um, that one's pretty fun. That that one I probably will play all the way to the end. It seems pretty straightforward. Um, but as I was playing all these on my uh, MacCraft, we were talking about uh, hacking a 3DS. I got my hack 3DS. I finally decided to give a series that I'd wanted to play for a while a chance. And I played um, the 3DS remake of the original inazuma 11 i love level 5 i love everything they've done from yokai watch to the dragon quests um gosh what was that fantasy game fantasy generic fantasy life fantasy Life. that's it yep i I knew it had fantasy in it fantasy life is my second most played 3ds game ever i've got like 140 hours on it i love that Um, you say
3: that and you couldn't remember the name (laughs) <laughs> Couldn't remember the name. Uh, it's, been like, uh, uh. <laughs>
2: it's been like seven years <laughs> since I booted it up, but it. I, I, as I've said many times, I. All my games except for Dragon Quest I sell, but I kept Fantasy Life because I'm at like 98% completion on that. I just haven't done like the two last quests for the Magic user because, my goodness, I'm not all that good at action role-playing games. But that one I loved the hell and bought the DLC, which added like another 40 hours of game time and so good. But I I love level five games. They've they've always been fun. So realizing they've got this whole series of soccer games, it's got like half a dozen of them plus side entries and everything. But most of them have not come out in the United States. United States isn't a big soccer area. Um, So most of them have come out in Europe, um, and they can be imported and played in English, but Mm. not a lot of ones in the United States. So I gave the first one a run because everybody's like, yeah, it's a JRPG through and through. And sure enough, you're a boy who's at this school with a really crappy soccer team. You're like the only one who cares about soccer. Everybody else is like, eh, whatever. Um, until Dragon Quest Monsters Joker star Axel comes in and with his spiky white hair joins the team under mysterious circumstances after leaving his old school and your team starts getting good. And again, this must have been an early DS game because holy crap, it forces you to use the touchscreen to play soccer, which really pissed me off at the beginning. Um, You can like pause the game for a second and draw the routes that you want your little players to run and tap on it to kick the ball to wherever or um if you're not paused which most of the time you're not you can drag the player to where you want them to go give them the direction it's a little tough because it's a small screen and you've got 11 players on each team Uh, you run into players a lot but what happens after a few hours your players start learning moves they start getting abilities so if another player runs up to you, usually it's like you can try to juke them or just power through them. And the other, if you're on defense, you run up, you can either slide tackle or just try to bump the player out of the way. But after a while, you start getting special attacks, basically. And you have a technique power TP meter that um, you can use up like like it's MP. You can choose to do attack like magic and there's a small little cut scene where you see the guy with the ball. He puts a little paper or puts a towel on it. The ball disappears and you see the defender like, what, where's the ball? And your guy's running down the field with the ball afterwards. By the end of the game, that got really annoying because you would have those encounters about every 30 seconds, if not more, because all the players on the other team have special attacks and you have special attacks and there's 11 players. And granted, you know, you only may get three or four depending on your MP pool by the end of the game. But if 11 players can all use like three to four met special attacks on both teams, I mean, you're looking at 88 freaking attacks between the game. Now the games don't last that long.
3: Um, what would a normal they, final score be in the end game? If everybody's using their, you know, honestly, like soccer,
2: stuff. two to one, one to zero. Wow. Really? <laughs> three to one. Yeah. Because the thing is, and you don't use them all the time. I never did it all the time. Cause if every time my defender encountered someone, I used it, I'd waste that defenders TP pool. Um, in the first half so i would not do it all the time i'd kind of bet on like when they do and sometimes if you both use an attack you see like a little roulette wheel go and your player stats depend on who gets to use their attack or not um sometimes your special attack will just fail you'll see it like this the scene start to go and then it's just like failed (laughs) so it sucked based on that and there was also a four-way rock paper scissors Kind of thing. Everybody had a certain like affinity for fire or nature or something, and they some would do better so than others. But...
3: too? Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant it was like actually like gonna be like it's like rock paper scissors soccer ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the no, there's an elemental soccer ball at you.
2: <laughs> Instead of a instead of a like fire emblem triangle, there's a little square at the top of the screen at all times. It shows <laughs> you know fire is better than this, and I mean. You're playing the game and there's 11 players on the field. I can't remember, like, ooh, which which guy's my fire guy that I should pass to beat their, you know, left defensive backfielder or whatever. Like, no, you're just playing. Yeah, you're playing soccer as fast <laughs> as you can. So, you know, it, it happened. Um, it, the game took about 15 hours total, but I ran up, like, 22, 23 on my 3DS playing it because I lost a lot of battles. Yeah. Um, the main story is you're a school trying to get better. There was your your grandfather played on the famous Inazuma 11, like uh, 40, 50, 60 years ago, whatever. And ever since then, this other team has dominated the rankings in Japan. And you're a middle school team just trying to get it to the middle school national championship. So you play and, and you'll go through a couple story days of just going around school, figuring out this, recruiting this player, whatever. And then before you play another game or two and then every time you play a game, new things open up Um, at one point you find like, oh, hey, there's a mysterious training facility underneath our school and you can go there and you get a lot of good stat gains there. Randomly, you'll just be walking by a wall and it'll be like, do you want to train here? Um, And like your player, you can spend some of your friendship points because you get different points for like currency and you can spend some of your friendship points to have one player just sit there and kick the ball at the wall for a while. And it's just a quick little cut scene. And at the end of it, he'll get plus one to his kicking power. Um, so, I mean, there's places to go. And there's a, about six or seven different locations that you can walk around towns. Um, they're not huge, but usually every one of them's got a different power-up training location. So if you find yourself with like four or 5,000 of your friendship points, you can just go there and blow a few thousand trying to get everybody's skill on defense up by one or two for a while. Um, I wish that went faster. I would have spent more time on it. I ended the game with a lot of points um, by um, I just like I like playing the soccer game. It, it got really repetitive um all the hey, you know what? something's happening to our town. Let's go find out. It, it, after about eight hours, I was done with the town stuff. I was like, no what, I just want to go through the tournament. Let's play a tournament um uh wanted to just speed through but there was a couple big big difficulty spikes or i wouldn't even say difficulty spikes they were very unfair games because i got pretty good at it in the fact that i could like beat matches um pretty easily i was getting to like that three nothing four nothing winning the first like three or four schools and then you play a school that has the ability to like paralyze you and they get a free goal right at the beginning and you can almost not do anything until halftime. And at halftime, um, I think they score five minutes in no matter what you do. So if you can't score like in the first five minutes, which is about 30, 40 seconds of like real time. If you can't score in that time, you're down one nothing and it's halftime. And suddenly it's like, crap, man, I got to And if you tie, you lose. There's no like early on games. You can't you don't go to like penalty kicks. So you tie early on, you lose. That's the end game over. Got to restart. And I'm like, what the heck? Um, So, yeah, one of those matches took me seven, eight times to beat just because I was down one nothing at halftime. And I'm like, crap, I got to I got to get good to score two goals in the second half. Like it's only about five, ten minutes of game time. And it's tough to get free to score. But eventually you start getting more powerful scoring attacks. I got the Inazuma drop and all these other ones and players from 50, 60 years come back and teach you moves and um, eventually beat the game. It only took me two tries on the last one. Uh, You get a little boost in the second half. But what really stunk in the first half and I really didn't realize it the first game is basically they had an unlimited pool of special moves. So like every freaking encounter you would lose in the, uh, the first half of the game. So unless you could get really, really free, which is what I did, I scored twice miraculously in like the first eight minutes and just held on for a 2-1 victory to beat the game. But what I find funny is I went through all this game and, you know, you get new players as the story progresses like the best player on another team realizes he was playing for the wrong thing and he wants to transfer to your school. But like one of the things it boasts is you can recruit like 1000 other players in the game, which I found completely weird because, you know, you can have 11 on the squad at a time and you've been training these guys and it's kind of like, Hey, halfway through the game, let's bring in someone at level one base stats. And you've got one girl that's at the school. That's your manager that can like recruit from teams that you've defeated and another girl that will recruit players. And it's almost like a Final Fantasy X sphere grid that you can unlock and spend friendship points to keep getting other people at your school to join the team. Uh, and, I mean, I think I recruited two of them, and it, I just left that alone. I was like, this this grid goes on to infinity. Like, I could just be spending and earning friendship points and spending it forever to keep recruiting an infinite amount of level one players that might or might not mm, get better. Gosh. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like, and, They've all got names. They've all got a little backstory, like two sentences on there. It's it was just so much. And I'm like, I don't even know how to optimize it. So I'm just going to stick with the team I am.
3: Hey, and that's so good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I won. So, you know, a couple games took me more than others. And really, the ones that I lost were uh, gimmicks. You know, I, one, you couldn't even score in the first half. And one, you were down one nothing at halftime, no matter what you did. So oh, well, they do
0: that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there,
2: there's artificial difficulty in that that you know okay well now you got to win in like half as much time and what's funny is there's actually um random encounters throughout the game you're just walking around school and the screen starts to shake and it's like oh the baseball team we can do better than you (laughs) and you play a quick four on four match it gives you like uh i think the timer is at 15 seconds and that's maybe like one full minute of time um in reality and You either have to score on them. Some of them, it's just like, we have the ball. you got to take the ball away from us. I don't think I ever lost one of those. Some of them were like, you have to score on us in one minute. And if you win, you get more friendship points. Um, If you lose, you lose actually friendship points. And I think it's like acclaim points or whatever that help you recruit other players as well. And I was like, what the like at the beginning, they gave you something that could make random encounters happen more. And I forgot about that at one point. And I was like, my God, this is just getting draining. And then I was like, oh, crap, I got that like bracelet on it. Leads to more random encounters and made sure to take that off because there was a lot of random encounters. Um, but I, I, I will say I had fun with it. I had a lot of frustration with it. And... uh it was very level five to the core. I mean, the graphics just I, I felt like I was playing Yokai Watch or something um, or Dragon Quest nine the whole time. And at the end of it, I was like, there's a lot more of these, but I think I'm done. I played it. I enjoyed it. But I also had like seven, eight hours of resets and a lot of frustration. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't need to keep running around the schools, the middle schooler, finding the mysterious book that my grandfather left a page to. I'm like, nope, the story ends here for me, but. I, I like six, seven out of ten for me, but uh, I won't continue the series. So I think that brings us around. We've all talked about one.
0: Th- Matt Craft, think... you uh, blew up early. <laughs> I'm just gonna interrupt you real quick, Platty. I think that Platty is the me tonight. He talked a lot about this it. <laughs> <It's> film. Eleven. <laughs>
2: I I really did not think that I was going to. I mean, I had fun with it, but at the end of the day, I was like, eh, you know, yeah, I did go on for quite a while there. Sorry. He's stealing so my stick. <laughs> Well, maybe we should go in reverse order then, and uh, you can get your shtick back with a uh, Mario Sports Game Two. There, Yangus. go ahead. Oh yes,
0: <laughs> my favorite game, Mario Sports Game Two. Yes. But, <laughs> the, the, again, sports. that was really. Again, that was really funny seeing that listed on there. It's like, oh my god, that's really funny. Because <laughs> I don't remember where it was, but I made a joke where it's like, well, you know, I gotta keep my Mario game uh, guy uh, stamp or whatever. I gotta, I gotta oh, keep yeah. that. I got to keep that roll going. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so for my other game that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about uh, Mario Tennis 64, which it's just called Mario Tennis, but we're just going to call it Mario Tennis 64 just so we know what console we're talking about. Um, Anyway, so this game released later on in the Nintendo 64's life cycle, and it was a game created both by Camelot and Nintendo. Uh, Camelot is responsible for a few different Mario sports related games and a few Mario spinoffs, mainly Mario Golf and Mario Tennis. Uh, this was one of their first times. I think Mario Golf preceded this one on the N64, but this one was just like a year or two after. Uh, anyway, this game, you know, obviously it's a tennis game and it features various Mario characters you, that either play one-on-one or they'll play, uh, double teams. And, you know, depending on which character you pick, you'll, they'll be teamed up with, uh, character who they either have a strong relationship with or, uh, you know, in like Bowser's case, it's just Bowser and one of his minions. And on in this game, you have, you know, your standard courts. You also have some different themed courts, like ones with Mario and Luigi on it. And it's like you said, in like Mario's Rainbow Castle or like environments from Mario 64. Uh, there's Donkey Kong themed ones that are take place in a jungle. Uh, Yoshi Island themed ones that have a bunch of fruit everywhere. And a few other ones like that uh they're also this game actually you know for being camelot was good about doing this back in the day and i think they're still pretty good about doing it now where they would actually bring in mario characters you normally didn't see into the playable roster and in mario tennis 64's case they actually brought back a few characters that hadn't been seen for a few years uh including you know daisy from super mario land you had birdo from super mario brothers 2 and you also had donkey kong jr as one of the unlockable characters and one of the last um characters you'd go up against in the single player uh, star tournament this game also introduced waluigi to the mario series yes (laughs) if if, um you guys in the note you you guys are on you can probably see it in the notes but for the audience at home i wrote down in my notes wait for platy to finish gushing over waluigi after mentioning him
2: (laughs) you know i was i i I didn't read your notes (laughs) But I, as you were talking, Mario Tennis '64 was like, wait a minute, is this a game? I know it was, a, I know it was a Mario Tennis game that Waluigi was invented for because Wario needed a partner, right? Yep, yep, yep. that's no. how it
3: came about. <laughs> yes,
2: Waluigi,
0: yeah. winner.
3: So, do you actually like Waluigi, or is it just like for the memes? Like, oh no. No, I, I completely no, love no. him.
2: I, I, I love the color purple and honestly I'm not a I hate Mario. He's the fucking asshole. Um, sorry there <laughs> I said it. That's why we get the explicit tag. I used to play Mario. I used to play Mario games on my NES two player all the time and just kill off Mario so I could sit with the second <laughs> controller and beat the game with Luigi. I never beat a game with Mario. Ever.
3: Like Luigi
0: went Mario. So I always love Luigi. Oh so man, that it, was really funny. That was really funny. Just he's a so if asshole. I can play a purple Luigi, I'm good. Right, I'm
1: good. If it helps, that's exactly what I did with the new Super Mario 3D World for the Switch. I played as Luigi, and the couple levels where you had to play as Mario to get those, I mean, to get those extra stars, I hated it oh my god
0: there's there's our there's a clip moment for us for this episode there you go well, That'll a be the, uh...
2: <laughs> we need we to do we like have our next mario episode,
0: episode. <laughs> that'll be the clip right at the beginning there we go that, that's all we're gonna put for your uh dialogue platy's just mars a fucking asshole well thanks Platt, thanks for sharing yeah <laughs> but,
2: so um back, back to this wonderful game that introduced yeah, the best yeah. character in the franchise yes yes okay
0: So, yeah, uh, Waluigi was uh, first introduced in this Mario game. Uh, And as uh, Platty said, he was introduced to be uh, Wario's uh, teammate and essentially become like the rival for Luigi since Mario had Wario for a few years. Um, It's never really been confirmed or denied if Wario and Waluigi are brothers or if they're just friends. It's kind of one of those things that it's like, yeah, you know, what, just... Whatever you think, that's probably the right answer. Um, but for a little fun fact about Waluigi, he was actually partially inspired by Foreman Spike uh, from the Wrecking Crew games that are from Nintendo, which is also one reason why if you ever play Mario Kart DS, uh, Waluigi's starting cart is actually um, an excavator. It's, ex- its name is also a reference to something from Wrecking Crew. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but that's one of, one of his connections. Uh, he also uses the song... Uh, uh, excuse me, a remix of one of the songs from wrecking crew as one of his theme as Waluigi's theme in um, dance dance revolution, Mario mix. And, uh, Waluigi's design was also inspired by Dick Dastardly from the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, uh, such as the Wacky Races and Stop the Pigeon and things like that. So, you ever see, if you ever look up Dick Dastardly, you see that he's real skinny, has the real, like, spindly mustache sort of thing. Well, that's partially what inspired Waluigi's design, was that. (laughs) Because, you know, real, real trickster sort. Uh, anyway, (laughs) anyway, getting back to the game and all this stupid Waluigi trivia, um, Mario Tennis uh, features a lot of single-player and multiplayer content, and there is quite a lot in this game you can unlock. Uh, So there's, like I said, there's several different themed courts which you can unlock by completing uh, different challenges like the ring shots or... The other mini games are just, you know, completing the different cups and tournaments. Uh, you have your standard cups, like the mushroom cup, the flower cup, and the star cup. But then, when you beat the star cup and you unlock the star version of a character, then you can then play another set of cups, which you know ramp up the difficulty. Uh, you have some different unlockable game modes. You um, can actually unlock some content in this game too. Um, if you had your N64 and you had the Game Boy Color uh, release of Mario Tennis. What you do is you plug it into one of the plug-in slots that the Nintendo 64 controllers had. You know, you would put your Game Boy game in that slot, you know, plug it into your controller, turn the game on, and you could access your content uh, from your uh, Game Boy Color cartridge and include some of the characters that you can play as the human characters. Into You can add them into Mario Tennis 64 that way. So it's kind of a, um, I don't know, I, I guess not DLC, I don't know what I would classify it as, but, you know, sort of a, a fun unlockable if you happen to have both versions of the game. And, um, let's see, there's quite a bit in this game you can unlock, and like I said a little bit ago, you can unlock Donkey Kong Jr. as a character, you can unlock a Shy Guy as a character, which, even though that's like, oh, Shy Guy, that's not very impressive, he's actually a pretty good character, surprisingly, so... Uh, both characters are pretty good. And you have a nice selection of characters in this game, too. Um, for This uh, particular tennis game from the Mario Tennis series is my uh, personal favorite one of them. And it's my personal favorite Mario Sports game. I played this one a lot uh, when I was a little kid. rented it from the video store all the time. I eventually got a copy thanks to... Uh, my grandparents, you know, getting rid of some of their stuff and they're like, oh, if you want a Nintendo 64 stuff, you can go right ahead and have it. So I, I inherited their copy. And I remember one summer after I got it from them, I spent a good chunk of time trying to unlock all the star versions of characters, uh, trying to unlock all the special courses, trying to, you know, beat all the mini games. And I... I um, Not to go on for too much longer, but this is a game that I do have, you know, a bit of a connection with, both from when I was a little kid and, you know, when I was older and got the uh, copy for myself than from my grandparents. So this is one that I like to go back to and, you know, either share it with friends or, you know, just pop it in and play a few rounds against the CPU because... I, it's really fun actually playing this game on the intense difficulty against the CPU characters because it can get preheated matches and it's a lot of fun just to see what you can do on the different courts as well. Because, you know, different <laughs> courts will affect different speeds of the ball and the different, you know, bounce trajectories and things like that. So, you know, if you have, I believe this is on the Wii U's virtual console or, you know, if you had a Nintendo Wii and you downloaded it, you can play it from there. I'm guessing you'd be able to find a copy easily enough because you know it's a Mario game, so I'm sure there's plenty of copies out there. And you know what you'll probably find a character that you really enjoy playing as and you know if you got some buddies you want to try you know playing a retro have a retro game night or something like that you know Mario Tennis 64 very good choice to go with I would definitely recommend this if you're looking to uh, try out a classic sports game from the Nintendo 64's library have you, any of you guys played job. this one
3: i have not what was that i'm, I'm sorry penny did you say something
4: uh, I i just said it's the tennis
3: and i have not played that oh, okay <laughs> i have neither. yeah i only knew about it um you know with waluigi and stuff like that um i didn't know that there was game boy functionality so that's really cool um I know they tried it with a few things, right? Like Pokemon Stadium and stuff like that. You could hook up mm-hmm. to your N sixty four. I never had an N sixty four. The uh, GameCube was my first, you know, Nintendo console. I had Game Boys and stuff like that, but I never uh, uh, never got into an N sixty four. Okay, yeah. yeah, Camelot was good about. Um having
0: again i don't really know what kind of content to classify it as like we'll call it connection content from having mm-hmm. both versions but they also did the same thing uh you know a few years before with mario golf where yes. they had the game boy version of the game uh or excuse me, the game boy color version of the game you could do the same thing you know you plug it into that n64 um, game boy slot you plug it into the controller and you'd be able to use uh, your characters that you had created in the Game Boy Color game and transfer a few human, you you know, transfer a few of those human characters over into uh, the Nintendo 64 game then. Nice. So, yeah, it it was, I mean, I gotta give them credit for kind of putting that ahead of his time. It does mean that some content, you know, you can't access it if you just have the N64 version or you know, if you play the virtual console versions now but, yeah, like that's where I I, I would play it there, so I wouldn't be able to access that. Um, Yeah, but, but the nice thing is, is that it's not like you know, it's excluding Mario characters. It's just specifically like the human characters. Yeah, that you're not really missing
3: the... anything. Yeah, so, cool. you know, it's yeah, not like it's, it's like, like so oh my cool. God,
0: I'm missing a huge chunk of the game or, you yeah. know, a, a bunch of characters or something like that.
3: You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, I this is one, again, kind of like with the Mario um, baseball one. You know, I had a lot of fun with that one. I had a lot of fun with Mario Tennis as well. So, you know, if you have the chance to play it, uh, one way or another, I would I uh, recommend giving it a shot. It's
3: a lot of yeah, fun. I think I, I I would uh I might actually get it on my Wii U and then give it a try cause that sounds fun. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so Matt craft, uh, you, you talked about both the games that you were uh, planning on talking about earlier. So I wonder, as we kind of snake back up through the list, you got one more you wanna talk about, and if not, we'll move on.
1: Yeah, I've got one for you guys. You remember back in the day it was maybe, Two thousand six or so, Mario Hoops three on three. Man, now that's a Square Enix game, yep. right? On the DS. Yep, I played that one. <laughs> I remember it was my sophomore year in college, and we all just hung out in the break room playing Mario Kart and junk like that. And a couple days after it came out, everyone got a copy of Mario Hoops three on three, and we just played that, played it to freaking death. It was amazing. It was just about as easy to control as NBA Jam, and once you played all the way through with all the unlockable characters and stuff, you actually got to play as Final Fantasy characters. What? They have white, they have white mage, black mage, and of course the ninja. It was go developed wrong. by
0: Square Enix. Don't yeah, forget the Cactar and the Moogle. Too. You can unlock them too. Yeah. They don't count. They're in every Square <laughs> Enix game. They're Final Fantasy characters. They count. They don't
4: count was well, this one the ones that had, um, let's just get generic that- ninja
0: black <laughs> mage and white mage those those guys count not the freaking
1: cactar or moogle <laughs> exactly bump the moogle but no and one of the things that i remember about it and it still kind of goes with me to this day kind of like how you had the boom shakalaka in nba jam when you bounce that freaking backboard they had special shots and every single character had a single one of their own and it was amazing just watching Mario go crazy with his fire hand and bam me into the into the gra- into the freaking backboard. I gotta download that at some point. y'all just made me get nostalgic.
2: <laughs> so that was on the DS, right? Yeah
1: yep. I way back in try. the day. it eventually got I think a not a revamp but a sequel. Let me see right quick. I have it up right here. Yeah, it's called uh, Mario Sports Mix. Yeah, Mario Sports Mix. It had it even had the Final Fantasy characters in it. So you can't go wrong with going back to the Ninja White Mage and Black Mage. And guess what? Mario Sports Mix had the Dragon Quest slime. Oh,
4: that's the one that had it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. yep. one of them had
1: it. Yeah, he was um, one of the unlockable characters.
0: What? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But <laughs> the plan, he's like, I gotta best. get this game now. He somehow <laughs> it's right, broke
2: out. It's right there in the Wikipedia. He How somehow, did I never read that?
1: <laughs> he somehow broke out of Itadaki Street DS, went yeah. straight into Mario Sports Mix, and then he dominated, man. He just said, I'm done with y'all. I'm going to Fortune Street. I'm done. I'm going to make my money. <laughs> and that was it. Damn,
3: I gotta give these a try. Yeah, I'm gonna look up some gameplay, see how it plays, and then maybe try to track down a copy because I think it would be worth it for just getting unlocking a slime dunk in a basketball or something. Like, how does does slime play? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i
0: will say that for mario hoops three on three the control scheme is a little weird to get used to because you do have to use the touch screen for like yeah. dribbling the ball oh, and doing the special shots so it it's a kind of a tricky game and it can actually get pretty difficult against some of the cpu characters so <laughs> just, just the it never made it to the 3ds era the when they
2: just said screw the touch screen <laughs>
0: Yeah, 3ds was when they're like, eh, you know, we're not going to use that as much. Okay. <laughs> it, it was like, DS. like the DS and the Wii era of games. That was where they were like really pushing the motion controls and the yeah. Yeah. Uh, touch screen control stuff. And sometimes it really worked, and sometimes it was like, eh, you guys probably should have opted for something else. <laughs> but yeah, I remember playing quite a bit of. Um, Three on three. It was again it was a little weird to get used to playing it, but it was fun and you did have a nice selection of Mario characters too, uh, to control as. I do the the one thing I remember from this game the most though is the character select screen because the freaking song would just constantly be like three on, three e three on three e it was it's very much like the Marvel vs. Capcom Two song. It's like I wanna take you full real ride. It's very much like that. Just very repetitive and it's like, Oh God, it won't leave my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Penny knows what I'm talking about when I say when I talk about the Marvel versus Capcom two song. <laughs> oh, that is that is ingrained into my head
4: until the day I die, because I played that game so much, uh, arcades, and uh, on console, so yes, very much so. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's and, very
1: much like that level of a song, it's like, oh god, it's gonna leave my head. And let's not forget that they also had costume changes, sadly, not for the slime. Uh,
0: no, you can, be there were G different slime. colors for slimes. There was, um, oh. like, she-slime and dark slime from Dragon Quest VIII. I hey, mm. Eh?
1: Maybe the metal Slime. I'll let that count.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm really glad I circled back around and asked if you had a third game. I, I am very interested in that now. So thank you, Matt Craft. Um, you know, we, we've gone from basketball to basketball to basketball, um, back to basketball. Had a little baseball in there. Now time to go back to baseball. Drippy, you're... Uh, second game was a
3: baseball title you want to talk about. Yeah, and this is kind of still talked about um, every now and then about one of um, the best baseball games, uh, MVP Baseball 2005. Uh, It was, I believe it's got to be the last, it is the last one that EA made. um, And everybody kind of says, oh, bring it back, bring it back. But I don't know if we really need that nowadays. We have... You know we have the show uh, which has been going since 2006 so the show picked up where uh, MVP Baseball um, you know left off. Uh, This is another one too that I started playing you know right when I was getting into sports and stuff like that. Uh, The Red Sox just won the World Series so they were heavily featured um, which made me much more interested in it. Um, I was a dumb kid and I couldn't like stand the thought of somebody laughing at me because I lost to the computer so I always played on easy. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I, so I either always threw a no hitter, or I, or I won by like 20 runs each time. Um, you know, I I've gone back now and play on a more regular difficulty. That's a little bit harder because it's more. I saw like a like an hour long video on why it's so good, and it's just like based on the skill and stuff like that. It's really fast paced. Um, but uh, this is another one that had a lot of um, unlockables and stuff like that. So again, after every game, you get a certain amount of points and stuff like that. But this was cool because you could again uh, get those historic players, but you could also unlock um, historical jerseys, historical seasons, and uh, uh, sorry, stadiums, and you could use them in your season mode. So you could have Babe Ruth on your team um, in you know a retro Yankees jersey or a Red Sox one. Um, it was really cool. This one also had um, a custom stadium maker but it was really limited it was basically like choose the color of the wall is it blue is it green does it have ivy like in wrigley and some dimensions um but this is one that i can always play uh i have a friend come over you know every now and then whenever there's a red sox or bruins game on we make sure to always get a game of MVP in because it's just so good. Um, and I mean, another thing, too, that a lot of people talk about is just the music selection. Uh, every time I hear a song come on, um, you know, just in the menus or whatever, I I remember basically all the words. I remember all the songs. Um, and I think I found a Spotify playlist a few years ago of all the songs. And just, just a really fun game. Nothing, you know, nothing crazy about it. Um, just basically a baseball simulation, but still one that uh, a lot of people talk about to the day yeah i'm sorry what what console did you say this one was for so it's on um ps2 i played it on gamecube um but yeah that era ps2 gamecube Um, okay i I don't think there was an xbox version um but yeah on those ones okay i'm sorry bendy i cut you
0: off what were you gonna say
4: oh i was just gonna say that reminds me of the modern baseball games these days where you can uh, play about play as just about any team you can think of. And I, one of the things that I love about modern baseball games is the fact that you can play as minor league teams, which is yes. always fun. So yeah, that's uh, always fun. One of the teams that I, I didn't mention in the beginning when I was talking about my sports experiences is my family ended up moving to uh, Albuquerque, and they have a minor league team called the Isotopes, yep. which they bought the rights for that name from the Simpsons because the Simpsons' local baseball team is the Isotopes
3: oh wow and i didn't was, know
4: that i oh, knew it oh, yeah, was a
3: team s- but not not that oh long. yep
4: yep they've got like a homer simpson uh and like a marge statue in the stadium they do like oh, some wow. sound effects and stuff during the game uh, it was a genius move because they make more money than just about anybody else in the country uh, based off their merchandise because of the Simpsons tie-in.
3: So yeah, I mean, you gotta right. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm looking that up now. That, that's really cool. Oh, okay, so they're yeah, they're the Rockies AAA team. That makes sense. They're they're pretty close to Colorado Rockies. So that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. and and just.
4: I, I kind of fell off baseball games a little bit in the modern era, which is more not because I don't like them, uh, like with football games, because I was more of the, the old school side scroller kind of guy, but just because I haven't had the time. But uh, I, I remember back in back in my day, my favorite baseball games would be like the NES bases loaded series or the the ken Ger- if everyone, anyone played like ken Ger- griffey ken griffey jr's uh baseball game for the super nintendo that, that was great too those were great games
3: yeah i played um was it baseball superstars when i first got my nes a few years ago i was awful at it i don't think i ever won a game um but yeah that was that was definitely a fun one to play mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically all I have to say about that one. Oh, sorry, I was on mute.
2: <laughs> I was talking, talking, and I was like, oh, why is Drippy just talking over me? I mean, I know we do this, but whatever. <laughs> sorry about that, Drippy, but didn't mean to leave you hanging there. But yeah, no, all right. we all
3: our, said...
2: uh, <laughs> we've all got our favorite um, ones. I probably was on mute when I said I loved RBI baseball back in the NES days. Oh, and I think Pendy, I saw something whoever does like the Tecmo Super Bowl reproduction carts, I think they do RBI baseball every year with uh reproduction carts of that too. Or at least like four or five, six years ago when I first looked at it, I saw
3: some. So
2: yes, Yeah, RBI baseball never is bad. It's
3: it's no good, but it is bad. <laughs> uh, no, <they're> <laughs> I, I only played the original
2: where the guys were skinny, medium, or fat. It was like the ice hockey, you know? Oh,
3: wow. Okay.
2: Interesting. Yep. You, you had three guys, and that was about it. <laughs>
4: yeah, bases, I think uh, Bases Loaded uh, was a series that I played on the NES that was a little, a little more compl- complicated and involved than, than that. That's cool that they had, like, a simplified, simplified version of a baseball game like that you could play as well.
2: hmm mm-hmm. right. Well, again, we're circling back to a uh, sport that we've covered before. Um, so another back to basketball, I guess. Arch Rivals, Pendy, right? Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a little bit different than your your uh, typical basketball game, too. So uh, Arch Rivals was an arcade, started out as an arcade basketball game made by Midway in 1989. Uh, it was later ported to the NES, Mega Drive, Genesis, and even the game gear. It was a uh, two-on-two basketball with uh, fictional teams. What sets this game apart from other basketball games is that you could actually punch and tackle your opponents. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, in the arcade game, you could even pants your opponent if you timed your tackle just right. They would dive out and they'd just like drop their shorts and, be, and they'd be sitting there like, oh my God, and you could get the ball from them that way too. Uh, there was also tripping hazards you had to worry about. You could get tripped up by uh, an errant popcorn bag, candy wrappers, or you could even trip over the referee. Uh, it was a very simple <laughs> game, but it was a fun diversion of, of playing overly aggressive basketball with sometimes goofy-looking characters. Uh, fun facts: Rare, of Donkey Kong Battletoads and GoldenEye fame, was actually the, the company that helped port this to the NES
0: that I, I looked up. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah,
4: one of their, their early efforts. And uh, what's funny is that the, uh, the dunk... You could, you, you could dunk in this game, and sometimes if you did it just right, you could shatter the backboard, and this was kind of like carried over to its much more popular cousin NBA Jam, which we mm-hmm. already talked about, which basically this game ended up being the predecessor to. So it was an uh, interesting game. It's, you know Go around, tackle people, punch people, and play a little bit of basketball. Uh, I do want to mention on the side, a little quick honorable mention. Uh, I want to mention the game uh, Snoopy's Silly Sports Spectacular. Or the NES.
2: <laughs> it just Howard had... Giselle needs to talk about that one.
4: I know, right? It's stupid. <laughs> but it, it was just a bunch of random, silly games that you would play. Like, you'd be balancing a stack of pizzas and, and trying to get to the finish line without dropping too many. Uh, there's a boot-throwing contest where you just, like, chuck a boot as far as you could. Uh, pogo racing. And there's... <laughs> We were talking about, like, impossible things to pull off in games. I think you were talking about a fishing game where you couldn't catch the fish. There's this one game in there where you're trying to do a river jump, where you kind of pole vault over the river. You'd have to time it perfectly or, or you couldn't do it, do it. I just saw a, an episode of Continue, where these guys try all these games and see what they what they think of them. Mm-hmm. None of them could do it. It's just impossible. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, I, I quit. He's oh, going to no.
0: say, like, is... <laughs>
4: Go ahead. But, oh, yeah, go ahead. Was, but yeah, it was a impossible, one of the impossible ones to, to pull off in that game. <laughs> but I really liked Snoopy growing up, so I would rent this one every once in a while and play it with my little brother. Uh, funny enough, in Japan, it was actually Donald Duck, uh, just a different licensed character or set of characters. Kemco was a developer, and they had different licenses in different countries. It was originally a, a wacky sports game called Alternative World Sports that Kemco basically ported from... A uh, British game developer who made the original, and they threw in the, a licensed franchise to sell more copies. It was just a cheap little uh, franchise game that they mm. did in multiple countries.
0: Well, like the thing I was going to say was, like, you talking about impossible challenges. I was going to say, the, I assume that the final boss fight was going to be you trying to kick the football with Lucy holding it, and then, you know, you keep missing.
4: You know, that would be perfect, but not. it's just a cheap little sports game where you just play a bunch of little random sports against each other, the CPU, and that was it. But man, oh, if they really like put some time into it, yeah, they'd, they'd have stuff like that. But like I said, like, Chemco was just like, hey, what's popular? What would sell something in North America? Ah, let's make it Snoopy. And then they're like... Because we have, and we also happen to have the license. And then in Japan, they're like, "Oh, hey, we got the Disney, we got the Disney license. Let's do a uh, Donald Duck. Let's throw him in into the game." So it's kind of random.
2: <laughs> These days, it would be a 16-bit Snoopy in a generic JRPG format from It's <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: Snoopy JRPG.
0: That's super Snoopy cool. RPG. snoopy <laughs> <laughs> <Alferia> Snoopyish? No. <laughs> We'll call it uh, Legend of the Snoopy,
1: Um, Story (laughs) of the Three (laughs) Blockheads. I can see that. I'm going to patent it it right now.
4: The quest for the little redhead girl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the the sequel. That's the sequel.
2: (laughs) It could be narrated by his teacher and parents. (laughs) Wait, let's
1: not forget It's a Chemco game, so it has to have a premium currency for extra crap in it. What are we going to call it? (laughs) Snoopy Dollars.
2: You could just invest in Willy Brown bucks. I don't know. What,
0: what you're gonna have to buy Woodstocks. There we go. Woodstocks. Yeah. Woodstocks. Yes. Woodstocks.
3: Come on.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad you like that. i I'm, I hope Kemco doesn't hear this. still that idea.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna go on Twitter tomorrow, and there's gonna be a Snoopy
1: JRPG, and I'm coming for you. Woodstocks. <laughs> gotta buy Woodstocks to get that extra game content.
4: <laughs> and it's gonna be Charlie Brown and in his harem of all the different female characters, as all the other Kemco games are like. It's just gonna, be, it'll be ridiculous.
0: Yeah, just all of a sudden, all of them are like, you know, Charlie Brown. I've loved you for
1: such a long time. You know, I just am so embarrassed to say anything. Exactly. Oh my God, there would be a market for a Doki Doki Charlie Brown.
2: <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, we've talked. What is it? NES games galore through the N64 Game Boy Color and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up here with probably the newest. Well, definitely the newest game on the list. Um, Gosh, it's about two and a half weeks at this old at this time. So I loved Mario golf, Mario golf. I, when I was a babysitter nanny kind of slash thing in the summer of 99 and I, kids were like 11 and 13 that I took care of. um, Drove them to camp and everything, but they had Mario Golf, and we would play this for hours on end in the afternoon. Just super competitive with it um, on the N64. And when I graduated college in 2000, I was moving out of town like 24 hours the day after graduation and kids mom came to graduation, gave me like a two hundred dollar gift card to the mall. And I'm like, like, that's this mall right here down the road. I'm leaving town forever in 24 hours. What the heck am I going to spend two hundred dollars on right away? So I was like, eh, I don't have an N64. I'll go buy N64 and Mario Golf. So really love that. Played it on the uh, Game Boy as well. And seeing that. A couple uh, months ago on the nintendo direct i told my kids i'm like we're getting mario golf we're gonna be on vacation but i'm gonna wake up 6 a.m the day it comes out go run over to walmart i'll pick it up so ended up doing that up in charlotte a couple weeks ago and got mario golf super rush played it a bunch that day we gosh i think we played it 25 hours total by now um looking at my switch 20 25 hours but there's an adventure mode on there i wanted to play the rpg mode because heck that's what i've been doing with all the games I was talking about tonight, River King, Fishing RPG, Inazuma Eleven Soccer RPG. So thought, what the hell, why not play the RPG mode? And was a little disappointed with it, actually. Kind of a little disappointed completely with Mario Golf Super Rush. It's fun. It's Mario Golf on the Switch. But, like, there's just stuff that it doesn't do. There's a whole battle mode, but you can only battle two people. So this whole, like, oh, cool, play with everybody there. Well, we've got four people in our family. We can only do battle golf with two at a time. They don't. I'm like, what the heck? Mario uh, Kart can split the screen four ways. Why can't Mario Golf Battle do that? You know, we're we're not all playing on 28 inch CRT TVs anymore. We've all got our (laughs) 40, 50, 60 inch LCDs, 4K, whatever. Um, Were you guys able to do the
0: speed golf with multiple people, like with four people?
2: You know what? We haven't even tried that mode at all. We've done, I mean, my son and his cousin and i most of the hours were played just doing the regular courses um and screw the stupid bowser one in the hole i got stuck in for 10 strokes uh, <laughs> but oh that, that was horrible having both kids beat me and i'm like oh my god i've played this basically this game forever um different iterations of it. it's not too different gameplay mode than the other ones but the speed i i'll tell you what super rush happens a lot because i did the adventure mode there is an rpg adventure mode you make a me you take the me um, through his career from the first day and right away I was annoyed at the dialogue because it was like oh you're a rookie you must not be very good here play these players and I went out and I could out shoot the guy who was like super strong and I could output the best putter and like I won by eight strokes or something and they're like oh you barely beat us you're still not that good I was like, damn it, why don't you have a dialogue option there for like, holy cow, you smoked us <laughs> But <laughs> holy I mean crap, you want you to the end game right now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, all in all, it took like five or six hours total to beat the adventure mode um which kind of was disappointing i think you only play 18 holes of golf like once um a lot of times you'll get to a golf course and it'll be like oh you're just here we're not ready for the tournament yet but if you play three holes you can open up the training for here so you play through holes and it was like as long as you can get plus three or better it's definitely scaled for um a younger audience so i mean i'd get it like a minus three and it'd be like okay you opened it up Um, I will say all the little training things that they had, um, different Mario characters standing around would do a lot of training stuff. And that was fun to do. Learning the backspin, learning the forward spin um, and all the options with it. And there is a boss battle at the end. Uh, Wario and Waluigi are involved in helping you get to the boss battle.
0: Um,
2: A couple bumbling idiots looking for treasure and just it it, kind of seemed thrown in along the way. I mean, talk about crappy premise for having it was like, oh, you're just going along trying to get better beat next tournaments. And then you get to it, one of the courses and it's like, oh, this was Bowser's place, but it's kind of snowed over. Bowser's locked away by the Snow King or something like that. Go beat the Snow King and then credits roll. Hmm. I had to fight the final boss three times um i kind of missed one of the gameplay mechanics the first time because there were a bunch of bombs and i'm just like oh go hit the bombs but then later i realized there was something else i could hit to do like five times the amount of damage and all the while you're on a countdown so the countdown timer (laughs) was the thing that gave me the clue the second time i did it i was like man i hit every bomb on time and how come the boss is at half health and i'm out of time like there's got to be something better so looking around the field i found something better to hit um but yeah it credits roll at the end of five, six hours, and I'm like, well, that's the end of that, and I can't play four-players battle golf. Um, I I don't know if I can do the speed rush that way. I will say, in the adventure mode, you have to speed rush everything, and my son noped out at the... because he started doing it. He saw I was doing the one-player mode, so he started his own file and did it, and he noped out after about two hours, because the second main course you go to are these highlands, and Uh my gosh, do you have to hit it and then run up slopes and run down slopes running down slopes, whatever. It's not like your player has hit points or anything. He gets hurt. But going up slopes and being able to hit the ball super high. I was like, man, those elevation changes were brutal. Yeah, Um, I've heard about the Highland
0: stages and that people were really not a fan of those. That's that's the one common thing I've heard about with this game.
2: Yep. Other than that, everything else was fine. I mean, yeah, there were difficult courses. The Bowser course has some fast Um, fairways so if you hit the middle of the fairway it just goes rolling forever usually right off the fairway Um, and they definitely put trees right where you think you'd want to hit the ball Um, so you've got to learn to curve it or do some other stuff Um, but it did get me I mean this is the first like Mario Golf kind of game I've played and like 15 years it got me in the mode um to see if there were other golf games out there and another one i'd heard of um anybody ever play the hot shots golf or the newest little one everybody's golf yeah yeah i've I've wanted
0: to get everybody's golf for my ps4 i've heard good things about it
2: yeah there's like gosh 12 episodes in japan and it's always been called everybody's golf there um but yeah there were two psp games and a vita game that came out over here hot shots golf and then yeah the newest ones on ps4 everybody's golf i've probably sunk like five hours just in the past three days into uh probably about four hours on the vita and one hour on the psp title and my god they play identical um but yeah it, it, they're fun they, i mean it's the same mechanics as mario golf um the vita one had it, and it looks like there's even more to unlock i've played with three different ways to correctly hit the ball (laughs) and some of them are way less forgiving than others um they are definitely way harder than mario golf to get good hits and the putting on them is ridiculous like mario golf it shows that the green slopes to the right you know you point your guy a little left you hit it it goes in it's fine this one (laughs) I can't freaking sink a punt to sink a putt to save my life past the eight nine feet. So yeah, yeah. I, I had some
3: I had some hard time with uh, Hot Shots Golf doing that too. It's it's kind of a bummer to hear that you know because I, I was excited about um, Mario Golf as well when I saw it on the direct and I was like, oh, I'm getting this. But then I started looking at it more and it looked like it was the exact same um, like engine and font. Um, style as um mario tennis aces Mm -hmm. and i know that one was kind of bare bones as well and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i've been seeing and to hear that the adventure mode which would be the main draw for me is only you know five or six hours like i don't know maybe i'll get this when it's like 40 bucks on black friday in two years but i'm definitely not going to rush out to get it uh you know right away
2: yeah yep i mean if we were not staying at my cousin's house Um, And that morning, I told the kids I'd go get it and they could sit and play for hours, which they did. (laughs) They played long enough that I fell back asleep that morning and woke back up and we left around noon and they'd been playing for four or five hours straight. So, uh, you know, it was worth it because then other cousins were over for a big family reunion. So it definitely got its playtime with a lot of people that first week. Um, But... My son hasn't really
0: asked to play it, but like once or twice in the two weeks since. (laughs) Yeah, this was one that is kind of like what um, what Drippy was saying, where the single player was getting disappointed to hear it was kind of short. I admittedly like playing like the Mario sports stuff more for like the multiplayer, like just trying on different courses and just y'all playing for fun. But admittedly hearing that this game was kind of bare bones on some of the content, even for when you're trying to do like just, you know, the fun, you know, just more of the the not single player focused stuff. Like just, you know, you're going out and doing like the regular golf games or whatever. Like they don't even have like some of the things like was featured in previous Mario golf games, like uh, the ring shot challenges or, you know, putting oh, challenges, things like, yeah. you know, you know, the stuff like that, that you would have expected to be in the game. And you know, that I was, when I heard that that stuff was missing, I was like, well, I don't really have a reason to pick it up right away then. So, I mean, if like at this point, I would rather go back and like pop in, um, Mario Golf World Tour on my 3DS, or uh, you know, plug my GameCube back in and uh, play Mario Golf Toadstool Tour because that one, you know, has a lot of that one has a ton of content to it. If you have a GameCube and
3: are looking for that one, but, I actually do have a copy of that that I want to try out. Um, at when, that, it's really when, good. Yeah, when Super Rush came out, I was like, oh wait, I have a copy of Toadstool Tour. Like, I should give that one a try instead of like going to get uh, Super Rush. So yeah, yeah. I definitely. I, Definitely plan to play that pretty soon here. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very
0: good game, and so is the 3DS one too. And it kind of disappoints me that Camelot. Uh, did Camelot make this one? Platy? Are they in the opening credits? Is it them?
2: I believe you know? so. Yeah, they I, are.
3: Uh, they are. I remember okay. seeing that when it was announced. Yeah, yeah cause I'm, somebody
2: I'm, somebody was trying to allay my excitement about getting it, and like, uh, I think Camelot's going to screw it up.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. Know I, Camelot. And I'm disappointed about that because. I was hoping after how everyone was like with Mario Tennis Aces, where they were like, hey, you know, we, you know, really weren't a fan of how Bear bones was at the beginning." That Camelot would be like, "Okay, you know what? Let's try and, you know, rectify that problem. But let's try and include more of the modes that people liked." And kind of sounds like they repeated the same thing, but just you know, uh, with golf instead of tennis now, which is kind of a shame. Or maybe they focused too much on the the Super Rush mode and the and the battle mode or something. I, I don't know. I. You know i don't know what's going on behind the scenes with that but it's just it was a little disappointing to hear about wow even ign gave it a
2: six out of ten that's like giving
3: it a one yeah nice. i saw the
2: score <laughs> it? nice. i think it's
3: like low 70s on metacritic i think it's like a. Yep, 70. it's at 71 yeah yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah hopefully that'll um be, i mean i know they've been like oh we're gonna have you know content still coming it's like well you know that's nice but maybe you should have had a little more at the beginning. <laughs> yeah i have seen that that it's gonna be it's gonna have
2: free dlc but
0: yeah yeah i i don't know sometimes nintendo does that right with their games but then other times it's like oh what are you guys doing come on man
2: oh man the number just googling i was like mario golf super rush review and just to get the metacritic scores and everything to pop up at the top of google Number one question people ask on Google is Mario Super Golf Rush worth it. (laughs) And it is it is this one that they do mean there. But oh, man, We'll get more Rush content (laughs) at the end of 2021. But yeah, like I said, it it was fun, but it was super short. Like if this was an indie title I'd picked up for ten dollars, I'd be like, that was cool. Thanks. uh, Having to pay full price for it, it. It was worth it for the family times that week. You know, yeah because yeah, like I, I mean, it
0: still seems like it'd be fun for like the multiplayer side of things, you know. Like if you and your kids and your wife wanted to, you know, just play like not well, obviously not the battle mode because you know it's not four players, but just do like the regular golf or like the Super oh, yeah. Rush golf, you know. I I I'd imagine it'd be fun for you know that part of the multiplayer aspect, oh, that... but.
2: This will be in the rotation, like, uh, you know, we put in Mario Kart at least once a month and sit there and play it for two to three hours on a Saturday afternoon or mm-hmm. play a couple, you know, Mario. Uh, what is it? The tabletop game. Uh, Mario Party. Mario Party. Yeah, we, we still play that every now and then. Very excited. Now I'm kind of like worrying about it, like, eh, but very excited for that coming out in October. Oh, and then me
3: just too. Rehash yeah, I the have high games, hopes for but, that one, but,
0: uh-oh. you know. Hopefully. I'm really I'm glad that they're bringing back like um, boards from like the Nintendo 64 games and different mini games and stuff like that. I'm I'm pretty stoked yeah. about that one.
2: I'll be honest. I mean, my kids have never played those. And my wife and I both remember that. I was like, damn, those are the games we played in college and in our early 20s when we'd get together with friends, is all those N64 Mario Parties. So watching the direct, we were all like, oh, we remember that minigame. Oh, man, we remember that minigame. Oh, yeah. Are
4: they trying to have people murder murder each other in the streets again?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of Mario Party. It ruins yes, friendships.
4: Very, very much so. I, I'm, I was thinking to myself, oh, man, next time in Florida, I should... Uh, in a at platys we should play some mario party and then like oh yes. wait a minute you maybe, maybe i'll never be seen from again afterwards
0: <laughs> <laughs> i remember one time i let you leave here with that tecmo super
3: <laughs> <laughs> see you <laughs> won the <Tecmo laughs> any one worse than that,
0: than that. <laughs> see you won the tecmo one now platy needs to win the mario party mario party cup <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you know uh, what i'll be honest if they if they do something like smash where five dollars every couple of months they come out with a new old classic board I'd buy that
0: uh, yeah I'm That's hoping they big. do that for that one yeah because like from what the previews have shown uh, there's so they said there's like gonna be like five boards at the beginning and hopefully there'll be more but like there's Princess Peach's birthday cake from Mario Party 1 there's Space Land from Mario Party 2 and Woody Woods from Mario Party 3. So I'm hoping that, you know, we will get to see either they're going to keep it with the N64 boards, like what other ones are they going to pick? So I, I, I'm genuinely really curious to see what they're going to do and what the boards are going to look like, you know, in this full 3D style instead of like the, you know, N64, PS1, um Oh, With what they, they announced,
2: play. it's as much as the um, the latest one yeah. five boards, hundred mini games. I'm like, damn, that's what I got right now. So yeah, I remember yeah.
4: one of the, the most annoying things you could do in one of those games. It might have been the N64 version. I, I played a bunch, but I remember you could uh, da- you could play as Daisy, and you could press a button, and it would all the characters
0: Yahoo. would say something. Hi, yep. I'm yep. Daisy. Hi, I'm no, Daisy. No, 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 no. She would go Yahoo. Yahoo! She was like an alarm clock. She's like, an alarm. yeah. Yeah, that was Mario Party 3. She and uh, Waluigi were added as uh, playable characters in that one. Yeah. And th- that was when that was before she had her shorter hair and everything. So she was pretty much peach, but just with brown hair and a yellow dress. Yep, pretty much. Because <laughs> they're like almost the exact same model. <laughs>
2: oh, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Anybody else got uh, anything to add, or are we ready to wrap this up? Um, I'm
0: good. i will would- I will say just for a little funny piece of trivia with um Mario Golf. So if you've ever played the original Mario Golf, you know, you've seen that there's a, a bunch of human characters and, you know, a few Mario characters sprinkled into that you unlock as you play. Well, eventually you'll get to the point where you can challenge, you know, different. you get to a point where you challenge different characters one on one and then you unlock that character. Well, then you get to Wario and you notice that there's something a little off with Wario's outfit. If you guys have never played it, I'll just tell you that, you know, you normally see Wario, you know, he has on his yellow a yellow hat and shirt, his purple overalls, and his green shoes. But in Mario Golf 64, he doesn't have green shoes. He now has bright pink fluorescent shoes instead. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And I think even Camelot was like, yeah, we, we don't know what happened. Did his the
3: texture not load or something? That's kind of weird. That's it's the
0: funny. weirdest <clears throat> excuse me. It's the weirdest thing. And the funniest part too is on the title screen on the on the background art that they have for it, you know, it shows Wario standing there, clear as day. He's standing towards the front. You see his, you know, his normal attire and green shoes. And now he just in-game me his pink shoes. <laughs> It's it's one of those gaming mysteries and everyone's like, What why did they give him pink shoes? That's really weird. <laughs> so I was I was kinda hoping that with Super Rush that they would maybe bring that back just as a joke, just and be like, because he's like he's what, dressed as like a cowboy sort of like Texas millionaire sort of guy, Platty, isn't that right?
2: You're asking me to remember that detail. Oh my
0: god, Platty. <laughs> yes, he's got
3: a big old cowboy hat and some plaid okay. pants. Uh, yeah, just right. like
0: imagine if, like, with that outfit, he had like those like gaudy pink boots or something like that, you know? just just as like a funny little nod to um the n sixty four days. <laughs>
2: oh man, that's right. I, I remember thinking that he looks like a uh, boss hog here in the uh... yeah. <laughs> that's who he looks like for sure he, yeah and yeah, there's
0: there's a little duke's a hazard shout out right there uh, yeah I'll get you duke boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got like Luigi, who looks like he's ready to go to like a board meeting or something like that
2: like <laughs> oh yeah no i i love playing him cuz he he looks so dapper mm-hmm. <laughs> he, uh, but yeah uh, so
0: that that was just always something funny that i remembered from uh playing the original on the n64 cuz it was like i would usually pick luigi or wario and um like mario games like that like mario party or mario golf or mario tennis you know stuff like that so it was really funny whenever i would pick wario and be like why does he have pink shoes in this game but when you play as him in the other games he has green shoes like hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah Boy. that's that's all i got <laughs> i just thought i'd share that funny little detail i've got i've got one more
4: i want to sneak in
0: that i just thought of during the,
4: the oh go ahead thing. Did, did you guys ever play uh
0: super dodgeball for the nes um, I have not, but I do have it as part of a collection I bought for my uh, Switch not that long ago that features that game. Oh, you gotta, you gotta check
2: it out. It's on, isn't it, on the uh, Super Nintendo Online on the um, Switch?
1: It,
0: I, I don't
2: know, is it? I, that, because that my son has silly. played there. Isn't
1: or that maybe? a
2: Kunio-kun
1: game, or is it yeah, the NES is. game? I just a- bought a, I just bought a,
0: that Kunio-kun and um, Double Dragon collection for like ten bucks um, a few weeks ago. And I remember that it did advertise in the little trailer for it that it did have that super dodgeball game. I don't know if it's on the NES um, online app, Platy, but it I mean, it could be. Right? So I think, I think so, because my games.
2: son has played this. I'm looking at it right now. It definitely it, it's definitely there because hmm. my son has played this and I've played him in it a lot. And he like beat my butt. And I was like, why, why are you playing this? <laughs> Screen super. flicker galore. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> well, yep, <laughs> this sure. is it. This is it. Freaking Kun Kun dodgeball and Mega Man soccer—you just brought nostalgia back in my head, and I don't want some of it.
0: <laughs> First, we're when we need them. We can talk about Mark. We talk about Mega Man soccer. All right, Pendy, tell us about Super Dodgeball. <laughs> no, it's it's a
4: classic game. It's one of my favorite games growing up. But basically, it's just uh, it's just dodgeball. You got one team playing against the other. Uh, they split it up into different countries, so you can pick like uh, Russia. Or uh, the UK mm-hmm. or America or whatever, and what makes it really fun is you. Every character has their own different kind of super move that comes with it. So if you, I think you kind of had to like double tap to run, and then you could either do it jumping or you could do it running. And, and whether you jumped uh, or did it on the ground would give you a different super move. I think sometimes is that you, if you timed it right, then the ball would just like take off into like this wacky pattern depending on what character was. Like, sometimes uh, you could, like, spike it really fast, or sometimes it would go around in a circle, or sometimes it would kind of become a Frisbee and kind of, like, cut into you. Uh, There was all sorts of different little super moves that you could pull off that was really fun. And then you could could also, uh, like, your character, you'd have extra characters on the sidelines. So, like, if you shot a ball at the opposing team and it went out of bounds, your characters would be there, and then they could try and peg them as well. So that Mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. And then one of the other... One of the other modes that I always loved as a kid uh, when playing this game is that they have the regular dodgeball and you can do uh, tournaments and, and things of that nature and go and go in and win the game, get credits and all that. But they had just like, uh, I, th- I think it was called Beanball was the, the name of the mode, but it was the secondary mode where basically it was just a free-for-all where they put you out on this school uh, recreational area. I think it's a, actually it actually looked like a parking lot or something. And it was just everybody all at once, and it was just... Who was the last man standing? Like, it was just you against everybody else, and everyone else was trying to kill everybody else. And you would just go at each other until, you know, whoever was the last one, they won the game. And that was just immensely fun to, to go ahead and do that survival mode. And everyone kind of had uh, hit points. So it's not like one one hit you were gone. Yep. Uh, in either mode, you could get, hit each other a bunch of different times and you would you'd be gone once you uh, lost all your hit points. And what was funny is that I don't know why they did this, but like when your character uh, lost all its hit points, you turn into a little ghost like you died or something. So, Well, <laughs> <laughs> angel ghost type thing would just float up into the air. After That's funny. Hit Point. But yeah, it was oh such my- a fun, fun game to play back in the day. I know they made some sequels and some other things. I think there's like a Game Boy Advance game or something like that. But the original for the NES, it was just a lot of fun. Whether you play one player or find a friend to try and uh, beat up as well. Just Doing all those special moves was great.
2: Yeah, gosh, my son played it for, like, two hours one day. I was taking a nap, and he woke up. He was like, Daddy, I've been playing this game the whole time. you got to play with me. I was like, you've been playing something the whole time? Like, (laughs) my first thought is, oh, you've been playing Smash the whole time? He's like, no, there was something else on the Switch that I saw. This was, like, a year and a half ago. Like, we'd had the Switch for maybe six months when he just noticed that we had Nintendo Online, and that was there. And for some reason, that was the first one he picked and just stuck with it. He loved it. All I remember is it took forever to drain those characters' hit points. Like, matches would take then again we were both pretty unskilled he was like five and a half and here i'm like just woke up from a nap, never played this game before and was like, what? what am I doing? And it took forever. We'd play like 10 minutes just to knock these three people's hit points down enough. Oh, yeah,
4: because like certain countries uh, had like uh, some characters were tougher than others. Someone mm-hmm. would be like very powerful, but not many hit points. And some would be very defense minded, had a lot of hit points. And yeah, especially got farther in the game. Like uh, unless you like really got good at those super moves, like it could take a long time to drain that health. You're right.
2: And I have no memory of super moves, so that's probably why we never oh knew. My God. <laughs> oh, God. I yeah, could, could take a little bit of time. would <laughs> be like, boink, boink, boink. Mm-hmm. Forever. <laughs> oh, man. Matt, did you have one last one you wanted to sneak in there, too?
1: Uh, there we go. Awesome. Yes, actually. Uh, you guys brought up Mega Man Soccer a minute ago. Uh, <laughs> that game was very interesting. It wasn't that bad. It was literally Mega Man soccer, but uh, if anyone ever actually played it, if you noticed, there was not an ending. It only just went back to the title screen. Thanks to the cutting room floor, a kind of a Wikipedia-like site where they take apart crap for ROMs and games and stuff, there is actually two endings to Mega Man Soccer. One for both the championship and the terminate mode. The championship mode ending is typical for Mega Man. Dr. Wily at one side of the screen going, I'm sorry, over and over. And then him running off and the screen going to his fortress exploding. The terminate mode has Roll and Kalinka, the daughter of Dr. Cossack from Mega Man 4, with the little Russian hat on top of her head, doing a congratulations thing to Mega Man. And then the credits roll after the obligatory proto-man standing in front of a cliff while his stupid whistle theme goes. One interesting thing about Mega Man soccer, it was the first Mega Man game to appear on the SNES. It appeared before Mega Man X or 7. Yeah.
2: Well, I think with that, uh, we, we've we covered a lot. We got a lot of little ones in there, a uh, bunch of favorites. I, I talked quite a while about Tenezuma 11, and uh, maybe my time will actually outstrip uh, Yangus's this time. <laughs> it might have.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will if say, you pointed it you out, done, I, I might have. After you got done talking about River King, I actually ordered a copy on eBay, so I should have that coming pretty soon because, yeah. You got me not thinking the, about it, so... Not the Game Boy one, <laughs> Why? Right? No, not the Game Boy one. I <laughs> yes. No, I, gotta, I actually got a hey. sealed copy for 45 He wants to start months. from the beginning, yeah, that's all it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, of Mystic Valley, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know how... I, I, I got to get back to that. that. That's yeah. been fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
2: All right, well, with that, that's it for the episode, this episode of Slime Time SideQuest. Thank you, Drippy, Matt, Pendy, uh, Yangus, for joining me to talk about our favorite sports games throughout the years.
0: No Good, thank you for having us. Yeah. Yep. Yep. See you soon. Truly, this was an event we will never forget. Isn't that right, my metal-made friend? Um. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Not sure what happened to my voice there for a minute.
2: As well. Nah, thanks, Howie. Howie Gus. <laughs> Um so <laughs> uh, other than Yangus's voices which you hear uh, quite often uh something you may never notice that you hear on here is when we mention Patreon because we don't mention it except to say we don't use it. Um we're all just longtime fans. I think you can tell that definitely from this episode. We want to speak about the topics, the games, the little known games, the well known games that we know and love so much. Um, if you're like, oh, man, I want to join your Patreon. Too bad. Take your money. Run over to the Dragon's Den site at www.wutus.com den. Click on support this site. Wudus has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den site for over 20 years. I'm sure he'd appreciate any donation. Um, I know he just added a new Amazon affiliate link there. Um, for a long time, he's had you could buy a lot of Dragon Quest related items through his site, all you do is click on the Amazon link to that and he'd get a portion of the sales. Um, but I think it's pretty new in the past couple of weeks that he's added just a general link. So, I mean, if you're going to go order a refrigerator on Amazon for a thousand dollars, you know, click on it and we just may get a dollar out of that. Um, won't cost you anything. Uh, just a fraction of that will go to support the den.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been nice to see that that's been implemented too. So you can just click right on it instead of you know, having to try and scroll down to find that link. So, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, if you have any suggestions for a future side quest episode, we would be happy to hear from you. Uh, you can reach out to Platy uh, via Platy 3 on Discord or th- via the Dragon's Den itself. You can also contact me at Yangs Legendary Bandit on the Dragon's Den uh, via personal message or again on the Dragon's Den Discord. Just look for either my name or Platty's name. Uh, as I learned a little while ago, Platty really doesn't use Twitter. So there's a few times where I've mentioned that you should try messaging Platty on there. He's not really going to pick it up. So you instead, I'm actually, going to recommend actually, that you, you can
2: again. I've crawled. I've crawled back up. I've peeked my head above my clothes sign. Well,
0: well, now you've ruined the joke that I was going to make. So I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm going to say it anyway. So you know what? That's, that, that, that we're going for it. So since Platty, forgetting what he just said, doesn't use his Twitter much, instead send a random message to, and I've picked this Twitter account out the top of my head. Uh, go, go, send a message to Psychic Pebbles and tell him how much you love funny little characters, and if you don't want to message one of us,
2: <laughs> Psychic Pebbles, get ready.
0: And on that note, bye everyone. Side quest complete.